Welcome to Having a Brew Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Having a Brew. You're joining me on the third episode of an eight episode series. I hope everybody's doing really nice and well today. And now I just want to start off by saying I know this podcast is a day late, but I was just just waiting for somewhere. You'll see as we get into the podcast, I was just waiting for a specific item so I could talk about it on the podcast um, today. So, what is today's topic? Uh, well, today's topic is going to be eBay and how to bid. So, we're going to be mainly focusing on the bidding side of eBay today. Um, you know, there is obviously the buy it now section, but we're going to stay away from that because I'm going to try giving you some top tips and hints. Um, I've been buying on eBay for many years now. Um, if you like this one, we might do a selling version. Um, my mum's better at that, so we might get her on for a Sunday special podcast and talk about eBay selling. If you if you want to see that, guys, you know where to comment. Comment down below. So, let's get into it. I do want to start before we just get into it, actually. Just rewind a little bit. Uh, today might be a little bit of a shorter podcast, um, just because, um, obviously, I'm not running through the main things, and it's not, obviously, a Sunday special debate so we might only be going for about 20-25 minutes here um i will aim to make the next episodes a little bit longer try and make them about 30 minutes but we'll see how we get on so let's begin with ebay okay then so many i i'd say quite a few of you have probably heard of ebay especially maybe in my um older audience definitely heard of ebay um just for a bit of background for those that might not fully know about it or have never shopped on there it's a site where people can list their own items uh, for sale these items can be new they can be used condition there is obviously some guidelines uh, within there i did see a popular youtuber once try sell some of his underwear once but um <laughs> ebay did take that off because of obviously hygiene reasons but yeah you can sell anything really nearly you know there is obviously the guidelines but i think everybody can understand what them guidelines um are but yeah you can sell shoes clothes clothes were a big one especially in the early days of ebay sort of shifted a bit more now but there is there is lots of great stuff on ebay and you can always usually find yourself a bargain on um on there and uh, usually for a good price now obviously there is a lot of companies now selling for buy it now and new products uh, i want to sort of move away from that and focus more on the um the auction side um so the auction side is um you list an item the, it could be new or old so it could be a brand new phone you've got but for some reason uh, your mum bought you the same phone and you've just got it and you've got two of the same phone for whatever reason you have two of the same phone for but uh, and you want to sell your brand new phone which you can do or it could be your old phone and you're selling it you can sell them on ebay and it's really good but auction so you might sell it as a buy it now buy it now is usually if you want in a set price so you will set a price for it so it's 200 pounds for this phone that you've got and somebody can either think yeah or no within bite now there are a few uh different like with bite now you can buy it now or there is a button but only some sellers do this uh there's make me an offer or it's called i can't remember it might be make me an offer or it might be um um i can't um, best offer 
or something. Um, but there is that, and you can make the seller an offer. So they might have it on for 200 quid, and they've put it on for, you know, a 10-day listing. And you've watched it because you really want this item, uh, this phone, let's say. And you have watched it for 10 days, and it's now on its final day and nobody's really interested in it because ebay does if there is high amounts of people looking at that item it sort of comes up in the top corner and says oh 12 people have viewed this item in the last 24 hours so you don't see any of that and you've been watching it now if we just before we carry on watching is like just putting it on a wish list something you would like to buy you might like to buy um, you're not gonna buy it, but it's just like so. You're looking for a phone, and that that's the specific phone you want in the specific color. Color. So you're gonna watch it and try find maybe a better deal. But you want you want you just want to keep that there because you don't want to search all the pages again. So that's what watching is. But that's what I was saying. So they so it might be on for two hundred quid. This phone's last day. Blah 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 blah. And you think I don't think anybody's gonna buy this, and I don't really want to pay two hundred quid for this. I think you know, he might accept 170 quid for it, this seller, whoever the seller is, so you can make him an offer, or her an offer, whoever, you can make them an offer on um, eBay, and they can either decline or accept it, you do usually put like a time limit of how long that offer is going to be on for, so two, four, eight days, however long, I don't know, there is set guidelines by eBay, but you, so some people do like the offer timeout, um, if I'm ever selling something, I never let enough for time out. I'd rather just say, "Oh no, that's not quite what I was looking for." But what can happen is, and and this is for auction as as well. If you have offered them something, a set value, so 170, I offer 170 for this phone, and nobody's bought it, they can come back and say, um, in a message, "Would you be willing to um, purchase it?" Uh, 170 and i do it for you so that you know there is that option as 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 well but sort of moving on from that so that's sort of the buy it now section it's quite simple you just buy it now but the auction section is a bit different and i just want to tell you some of the stuff uh, you might want to know when you are looking at an auction sale so one of the first things i do want to um sort of talk to you about is sort of like when 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 do you bid when is the right time to place that bid? So, let's say you see a pair of trainers. Um, and the pair of trainers are on an auction sale. Now, with auctions, they usually do start out at a set price. So, that set price can be anything if the shoe... So, somebody somebody might put the, set, the starting price as... I don't mean set price, like the starting price might be... Um, Fifty pounds, let's say. So that that's a that's where you start. You don't start. Some do start at ninety nine p. That is the lowest. Some do start at ninety nine p, and you can go up. I'd never do that personally because you're always running a risk. Um, what sometimes people do do when they put ninety nine p, they put um, sort of like a minimum amount of money they want for that item. It's called a reserve. So even though they put it on for 99p, these shoes, they might want 60 quid before that reserve's met. So even if you bid 40 and you win it, you may not win it if that reserve's not met. But eBay does tell you that. They're very open about that. And so they do say if the reserve's not met, and it does clearly say at the top. So 
if you put a bid in for 20 quid and it's still at the top red reserve not met um then you're out then you're not going to get it but um you could always contact the seller see if they'll tell you what that reserve is so you roughly know uh, if you stand a chance because these shoes they you might want 80 quid for these shoes and you're only willing to pay 60 quid for a pair of shoes so it's always worth contacting a seller with things like that and just asking you know they may not tell you uh, they may not want to but it's always worth asking because if you don't ask you don't get so it's always worth giving a message um but yeah so you said this so let's say go back to the shoes these shoes are on for 50 pounds i think we said and nice shoes they're in good 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 nick and you, you there's always pictures on ebay if you've never been on ebay but i'm sure most of you have been on ebay there's pictures on ebay and so you can see what condition the shoes are in and most sellers will do really nice detailed pictures um you know of all around the shoe the sole everything and if you you know the seller's not put a picture of the sole on you you can always contact that seller and say do you mind telling it, sending us a picture of the sole or telling us what condition they're in um, uh, and ask them uh, for a picture? Um, they may not send you a picture, but that's fine. Then you make a decision whether you're going to, you know, uh, risk it and buy the shoes or not. But that, that's your decision and that's what it is with auction. You know, you're taking that risk. It's like going to an auction house and placing a bid on an item. You know, you, you're taking that risk with what condition it's in. And, um, you know, so it's always worth watching it and then having a scout about for other things and seeing um if there's a better deal out there or shoes that you know are in the condition you want them to be in whatever condition that is so because you might want really bad condition i don't know you want them might you want might want to repair these shoes as a little hobby so it's always worth having a look around and seeing what else is out there in the market but yeah so you can ask for extra pictures but nine times out of ten you'll you'll have good pictures all around of um that item but you know so it's your decision you know you've got to make it at the end of the day so yeah so if you think oh these are in really good condition in the condition i want them to be in and they're the shoes i really want they're in the color i really want and so you can start the bid it's always worth, so you see the shoes, nobody's bid on five days, let's say. That's the scenario. It's the scenario we're going to create today. Five days is how long they're on for, and you've just, you've caught it at the start. So, put you know, put that first bid in. It's always worth putting that first bid in. However, you know, we talked about in the buy it now section, there are buttons, and this also happens in auction, but it works a bit differently in auction. There are buttons to make the seller an offer. You can make a seller an offer. So you might think these shoes are worth 90 quid. It's starting on at 50. You know, I couldn't, I could, I could try to get them now for 90. It's always worth going, go and put that offer in, whatever that offer is that you feel happy paying and you think it's a good price for them. Offer it to the seller and say, look, would you take 90 quid for these shoes? You know, they might decline and say no, or mm, no, it's not what I want. Or they may say yes. You may be like, they've accepted but you have to see sometimes it's always worth making an offer what i don't suggest is then if they decline the offer then trying to go back um because they're not going to accept it if you keep going back with offers unless it's a, a you know top whack for these shoes then they're probably not going to accept it and they're going to let it go to bid anyway because what the seller's thinking is this person keeps offering me 
all this money for these shoes. All I need is somebody else to bump it up. You know, two two buyers really wanting these shoes, and I could get more than that offering on an offer. So they may be thinking it's not worth it. Let me see how much I can get on an auction. So try once. If you don't succeed, don't try and try again. Just go for a bid. And at that point, put your bid in. Put your first bid in. So never go, though, with your first bid, your top amount, because you're just going to get outbid. You're just going to get outbid. And nobody ever does this. So just go. So the shoes are on 50. Put £51 in as as your uh, first uh, bid of these shoes and um you know i'd leave it a few days keep going back keep it on your watch list like we talked about before and you're going to keep wanting to watch these shoes and just keep checking where they're at usually what you'll find is you might get somebody that's outbid you now there are people that think i really want these shoes so i'm going to put 120 in the bid and that means that you've got no chance of winning these shoes because in your head, you're only going to pay 90 for these and they've already put 120 in, but you can't see that. So there are going to be circumstances where you're just going to fight in a losing battle, but that's part of of, going on the auction section and not going on the buy it now section. So keep having a look. You'll probably... I'd say seven out of that, seven out of ten times, you'll usually get maybe one other person putting a bid in. Where it starts to get like heated, and where the most bidding starts to happen is in with the last sort of ten minutes. You wanna, you're gonna wanna log on twenty minutes before. You're gonna wanna see when these shoes are ending. Log on a good twenty minutes before, and you're gonna wanna get yourself prepped. Make sure that there is no other shoes that are better value, whatever, make sure these are the definite ones you're going to get because you need to be focused for the next sort of 20 minutes. And you're just going to watch them, just want to go see how the bidding goes. Usually for 15 minutes of this 20, no really is going to happen, but you're going to want to watch because there's no point you're leaving it to the last minute logging on and then, oh, it's gone crazy. You want to you wanna see this. Make sure it's still within your price. So you log on, you're watching it. Time's ticking down. Probably, you know, most of the time, not will really happen. You're getting into the last three to four minutes, and this is where it starts to get a bit crazy sometimes. It depends how sought after this item is. If it's like a little screw cap for a particular little train or whatever that you have... And there's only 500 of these trains. You know, you're likely not going to get a massive bidding war. There might be you and one other person. Or it might just be you. But if these shoes, they're a big brand shoes. We're not going to mention any brands. But they're a big branded label. And, you know, you know lots of people are wanting these particular shoes. So you're going to want to watch. And in the last four minutes, you're going to want to see how it goes. And you're going to want to keep that price in your head. 90 quid. If you go into there and think... I am only spending 90 quid. You're only going to go in there and spend 90 quid. If you don't set that in your mind, then what's going to happen is you're going to get drawn in and you're going to be bidding more and more and more and more. And you don't want that to happen because by the time this bidding was over, you may have won, but you may have paid 150 for shoes you were only originally going to pay 90 quid for and that are not worth 150 quid. You know, so you really want to keep that focused in your mind because you can get sucked in and it only takes 
you and one other person that gets sucked in and they say, I really, you know, there will be other shoes. You know, you've got to keep that control. 90 quid, you go in there and you think, that is all I am spending. I am not spending a penny more on these shoes. So you've got that preset, 90 quid we're going to go with. And you're going to see it. It's going to start going up. 58, you're outbid at this point. 58 pounds. 60 pounds. You see it go up. So, if it goes over your 90 quid and time's still running, just close it. Close it, delete it off your watch list. If that, you know, there's four minutes on it and it goes to 120, like that, then just log off. Because what you're not going to want to do to yourself here is torture yourself and see these shoes go for all this amount of money. And we're like, ah, right, you just want to log off and forget them. Start looking at another pair of shoes. Don't keep going back and saying, oh, what did they're ended for? Because it tears you up. You know, I've been through that. I've wanted an item really badly, but I'm like, I'm only paying that amount. And it has teared me up. And it's like, ah, ah, if I'd only gone a little bit more. But then a little bit more turns into a little bit more into a little bit more. So at that point, once they go over, just log off. But let's say they didn't go over. They're still within your price. You know, they're only on 80 quid let's say, and you're going to put 90 in, 95 max, that, they're your max 95, so they're at 80 quid, you're going to want to wait till a minute, at a minute, you're going to want to press place bid, then you're going to want to type in your amount, trying to keep that counter in view, that countdown in view, what you might need to do is have this item on your phone as well, so you can see the countdown, because what does happen is when you're placing a bit, it does like hide over the counter so you can't see the countdown anymore. So you might want to have another phone there or another tab open so you can see that countdown. Because you're going to want to put your price in at a minute. And then, so, 90. That's what you're going for, 90. And then, at around 30 seconds, place bid. What that does, 30 seconds, it's a good time to go. Somewhere around 30, 20 seconds you wanna gonna, you're going to want to go because that gives enough time for eBay to register the bid, or should do. We're going to talk about that later. But it should give eBay enough time to register that bid, but not enough time for the opposition to think, ah, they've gone, they might have gone 900 in and then outbid you. There's not enough time there for that so that is the optimal time somewhere between there have a think the problem the problem you've got if it's busy try go at 20 but the other problem you've got the later you go and if it's a busy auction then the problem you're gonna have is a lot of people are going to be bidding around this time so what might happen is and it has happened to me before is that ebay haven't registered your bid even if it was going to be the highest, 90, and the winning's 88. And this is really frustrating, but this is all part of eBay. And if you don't like this sort of thing, then I suggest maybe don't go on eBay because it is full of this. You know, I'm not saying eBay's buggy. It's not, but disappointment. That's what I mean. eBay's full of disappointment. But you've got to get pick yourself up and go again because eventually you are going to find a bargain on that item and it's going to be in great condition you're going to think i got a steal here so it is worth it but you've just got to keep muddling through and keep that motivation up for the product that you want so make sure you go at you know 
20 to 30 seconds. But if that bid in area is busy and the auction is busy and you're seeing, you know, quite a lot of bids coming in, you're seeing 10 people maybe in this auction, then try maybe go at 40 seconds. You know, it's not ideal, but you want that bid to register so at least you have a fighting chance. Because what we don't want is for you to get in there and then it to be lost and eBay not to register the bid, which would be, you know, heartbreaking. So that's not what you want. So you gotta you gotta you gotta time it right. You're gonna make sure you get that time right. If you don't, you know, if you time it right and it works, then you may get a steal at the price you want. So, you know, these steps might not work. I'm not guaranteeing these work. This is just what I found to be quite good in eBay and has worked for me a couple of times. I'm not saying it's, you know, solid. Like I said, sometimes if there's a load of people in there, your bed might not even register. But it's always worth having a go. You've just got to get yourself back up if you don't win it and try find another item. But eBay is a great place and, you know, it's full of great items, you know, I have just got, I don't know if you know, you might not have heard of the company, I've just got a Mammoth um, Roadster car, uh, that was part of it. it's a steam car, it's absolutely great and I got a great price and I only paid 120, about 128 quid on that item, so it's, you know, that for that car is a good price and any Mammoth fans out there will know that that is a fantastic price, so I got a steal there. And so, but I kept looking, I knew what I wanted and I kept looking and then I found what I wanted. And you know, that was on uh, an auction, he put it on and nobody was interested and I played this one, you know. It was on an auction, it was on for 107 and, um, you know, actually there was two people that put a bit, you put an offer in on this one. So I put an offer and I was like, you know, what's a fair price? Put it on for 107 there's only like a day and a bit left, so... He might not get any interest in this. I was like, hmm, 127, 8 quid, or whatever I put in. And I won it. So the other person obviously maybe went 110 and just didn't quite get it. So, you know, that for that person it will have been a bit, you know, a bit sad. But you just got to pick yourself up and find another one. Another one of the one you want. But, you know, eBay's great have a look it's always worth having a look and what else ebay gives you a good idea for if you're even if you're selling something and you're not going to sell it through ebay you're going to sell it i don't know private or whatever or you're going to sell this phone to your mate and he says oh how much do you want for it a great place to see how much second-hand items are going for of that item so you're going to sell him a pair of jeans for whatever reason you're going to sell your mate a pair of jeans have a quick scan of ebay it's really worth it because you're going to get a rough idea of how much this is worth then so you can go to him with a fair price for you and him so you know it's a great platform try my ideas out for auction you know auctions a great place i love it because you can get a steal i usually use auction more than um buy it nows because it's just you can sometimes get a lower price for it so it's always worth it always worth having a look and seeing oh, i want this new item just check out ebay see if there's all roughly in that area but yeah so thank you for that i hope you enjoyed that little talk did go on for about 23 minutes so now we are going to move on to the um next section of this podcast which is the tv recommendation section and film recommendation section 
So I think we're going to start off with the live TV sort of era, stuff that have been on TV now. I don't know if this particular show has been aired on TV or whether it's just been put on the BBC iPlayer. I'm not entirely sure. But it's made by a company that do broadcast, so I think it'll be alright to fit in this um, category. And it is Dracula. Now you might be thinking, oh, Dracula, but that's like really old. It's a new version by... Um, I think one of the writers is Stephen Moffat, and uh, for any Doctor Who fans out there, they'll know Stephen Moffat was one of, was a showrunner on Doctor Who for a number of years. So you know we've got a pro writer in it, and I've I've only watched the first episode, and I've got mixed feelings about it. I'm not gonna lie, I've got mixed feelings about it. I mean, it's good, it is it's good in places, and the story is good. It's it's if you're not sure, it's an adaptation of Bram Stoker's. Um, Dracula, the, the really popular film, it's it's an ad- adaptation of that. So there is a lot of key similarities with that, you know, with him going to Dracula's house and all that. You know, there are some differences. They have put their own spin on it. And, yeah, you, you do get that feel of putting a spin on it. Um, I mean, I like it and I will finish it, but there are parts that just did not need to be in it. I'm gonna, It doesn't give too much away, so I'm going to mention this bit. There was... A section with a um so dracula and so there's another vampire in the house you can probably imagine which one this is if you watched bram stoker's um original so there's another vampire in the house and they're in the box he cages them up and he feeds them a baby i know you don't see him feeding the baby that would be absolutely gruesome but he gives it a baby and that's alright because you don't see it. You just see the bag that it was taken up in and that's fine. But then what I don't like is then you see the baby walking about with fangs in the shadows about trying to suck people's blood. And it's it's silly. It takes it, it really, it didn't need to be in there. And there's a lot of that. There's just little key moments you think that did not need to be in there. Why is that part of this? And you think, Why? There is a lot of that, but what is good about this, and I won't, don't let this put you off watching it because it is well worth a watch. These little bits are so they're they're not insignificant, but they're really small. So please do not let this put you off watching it. It is good, but there are just bits like that, and somebody gets the head cut off, and you see it, and he holds the head, and it's like I didn't need to see that. Now I've got an idea why they're showing you all these sort of weird little bits, is because this is being filmed in ultra HD, ultra high definition, and it's something new for iPlayer. It's like, I've been doing a bit of research, it's a lot like um, 4K, but it's more on the consumer level. So apparently it's more consumer displays, 4K, it's more like professional cinema level. So that's what it is, so it is really good quality, but this is for a sort of a new thing for iPlay so I think what they're trying to do is trying to get all these visual effects in and saying hey look with the BBC we can make this world look really good in ultra HD and I just it just takes away from the story because the story is really good and it looks good anyway you know there are bits that look really good and it's like I don't need to see that just for you to prove that you can film this in ultra high definition UHD so mm definitely give it a watch i've only watched the first episode i may report back next week when i've watched the other two 
with a different opinion. We'll have to see how it goes, but the first episode is definitely a watch, and the first episode is not stopping me watching the other two. I'm definitely going to watch at least the next one, and then I'll think about it. If it gets any more stupid, then it might be that I don't watch the other one, but I can bring it up next episode, next week for you. Now, for the Now TV recommendation. So, Now TV recommendation. I'm wanting to do it a bit differently. What I'm going to do is read you out, like, the little, you know, synopses, is it called? The little synopses bit that just tells you a bit about the film and what it's about. I didn't feel I needed to do it with Dracula because everybody knows Dracula and you can sort of get an idea for what it's about. So I didn't feel I needed to do that. But now TVs, I am going to do it for this week. And it is Iron Man sticking with the sort of marvel theme. I will do a non-Marvel film next week. I just wanted to get Iron Man in there. So I'm going to read you the synopses now. So here is... Yeah, this is the synopses. So when Tony Stark... An industrialist is captured. He constructs a high-tech armoured suit to escape. Once he manages to escape, he decides to use his suit to fight against evil forces to save the world. So, this is an extremely good film. Like, an extremely good film. And it was one of the first films that Marvel sort of did. Because they are a comic book series. And this is one of the first films they did. So it kicked off the old franchise. It's quite old now. It's 2008. So it is a 12-year-old film. However, the special effects hold up. They really do. There are little bits that you think are mm, a bit cheesy. But you sort of let it off for a 12-year-old film. But it is really, really, really good. It had a budget of $140 million And made $585 million us dollars which is a healthy amount so it's really good it gets rated on imdb a 7.9 out of 10 rotten tomatoes and 94 percent and metric 79 percent my feelings on the film i love it i love it i love it i love it i love all the iron man films i think they are really really good and i think the story is amazing it's fantastic and it's definitely worth watching you can catch that on now tv so next up is the netflix um recommendation couldn't speak there so it's the netflix recommendation and that is faulty towers Woo! so this is a classic this an absolute classic 80s gem faulty towers and it's really good so I'm not going to read you a synopsis because it's sort of quite easy to explain without giving loads away about it. So it's like a comedy show set in a hotel in Torquay and it's really funny. So, you know, obviously there's a man and a woman um, and the man's called Basil and the woman's called Civil. Civil Faulty and Basil Faulty and that's why it's called Faulty Towers. But, you know, that's sort of like a little... Because the place is, you know, faulty. It is, doesn't work and the people in it don't work. And it is really, really, really funny. And it is just a classic. It's just a real classic. And it's definitely worth a watch. There's two series of it. And what I really like about this series is... um, The writer, John Cleves, only said he was only ever going to do two series because... These series were really popular. And we were like, do a third series, do a third series. But he says, 
you know, I don't want to ruin the amazing show I've made. You know, he wanted to keep, you know, it really good. And he did. Both series were really funny. He just didn't, you know, like some series is like Killing Eve. We mentioned on episode one that just sort of, uh, just sort of kills itself in a little way. Because they just keep going on and on and on with another series. But these two series are definitely worth a watch. And I really highly suggest it. And that just about wraps up today's uh, film recommendations. So, Slab News, the hot topic that I want to talk about, well, you sort of mentioned today, is Mark Wright and Michelle Keegan's home. So, they had, they had, had... A 1.3, 1.3 million pound Essex mansion. And you know what they've done? They've just knocked it down. Knocked it down. So now they've just got a plot of land. I don't know if they lived in this house before. Because I was going to say it's a lot of money just to buy a bit of land. 1.3 million. But so they've had, it was a really nice house. I'm sort of looking at pictures now. It was really nice. It had stables and everything. And it was really nice. And they've knocked it down. And they're going to build their dream home on it. So there are two diggers on site with heaps of materials. You can find all these shots online. I just think it's crazy. $1.3 million for a mansion. You know, I could only dream, dream of spending that much money um, on a house. And so, yeah. So if you don't know, Mark Wright was the Towie star. Is that right? Yeah, the Towie hunk, as he's called. And Michelle Keegan's obviously from Coronation Street and Our Girl. You will have seen her in both of them shows. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, that just wraps up um, Having a Brew podcast. I've hoped you enjoyed today's podcast and I hope to see you on the fourth episode, halfway through already, the fourth episode uh, for a Sunday special with my mum where we will be talking about social media. So stay tuned for that. See you all later. Bye, guys.